Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Don't be surprised if I ask what a bag is. to another special i know you weren't expected to see me here <laughs> expert like, on women's football no, what are you me. talking about <laughs> you know what? yeah a little expert nah i'm joking i'm not even gonna lie to you guys like i'm actually just here to listen to marva and moyo talk the realness about the euros that are, that's actually starting when is it Six, next week yeah, tuesday week. wednesday next week wednesday and it will be criminal to not even come in here and kind of learn, especially with the people that actually watch us and you're learning as you go along as well. So literally I'm one of you today. I'm just here to ask the questions and listen to exactly what to expect with the Euros coming on. On top of that, we were in for a little treat. So we managed to secure a spot with the BBC. Um, we managed to get conversation. Well, Moyo here. <laughs> managed to get some conversations um, with Farrell Williams. She managed to get conversations with Reshmin. What's oh Reshman. god, I've got how to pronounce her last name. Reshman Chowdhury. Chowdhury. <laughs> I'll start again. <laughs> um, we managed to get some conversations with Farrell Williams, Reshman Chowdhury, um, a couple of influencers as well, and of course Alex Scott also. So without further ado, I guess I'm just gonna start with say with asking you both. What can I expect of this Euros? And let's hone in on the England squad's particular. What can I expect from the Euros and kind of what match should I be looking out for in the group stages? Well, that's start. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, in terms of what you should be looking out for, what we can expect, I think it's going to be a really big tournament. Um, I think for England in particular, I don't know if it's come a little bit too soon, just given that Serena's only been in there for not even really a year. Um, I think if it had been another year, then I'd be a little bit more optimistic about their chances of winning the trophy. But still, I think it's a really exciting time. Um, and yeah, just a great a great time to have it in England as well. I think it's going to be really big for women's football in England, which is amazing. Um, in terms of what to look out for, um, games-wise, England versus Norway is going to be the one. Um, I think that will be probably England's biggest test just generally over the last few years. I know we've played like Germany and, and Spain and Canada in the Arnold Clark Cup, but to play, I think as much as these tournaments are like 
oh friendly tournaments but they're not really friendlies like you're playing yeah. for something nah yeah. like it's not until <laughs> it's not until you play euros it's not until you play world cup where you really get tested yeah. and norway right now i think it's a big test for them as well and where they're actually at with with hagerberg coming back for them but that's going to be the game in england's group to watch out for 100 although i would say austria <laughs> yeah yeah do not count them out. That's they have got some ballers. Oh, they have sick. got some ballers. So I think it's a, it's going to be a good group. And then the other team is Northern Ireland, which obviously there's a little bit of home uh, home they're, territory. They're, they're kind of like new to um, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's their first first, first yeah, yeah first big tournament um, for them. But they've got some players too, and obviously just the whole you know England versus Northern Ireland element to it. So yeah, it's a good group. It's a good yeah. group. That's it, Moyo. If you can add anything to that. <laughs> I mean, Marva actually said it all to be honest, but um. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited for the Euros. I think exactly what Marvel was saying. I think this has come half and half. I think if it was a year later, it would have been even better for England's chances. But I think in terms of right now and where women's football is, I think it has come at a good time for that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think because of the broadcasting deals that happened last season and the fact that there were more eyes on the WSL specifically, I think this is the perfect time to use the Euros as a springboard. Mm-hmm. Um and I really want them to use it as a springboard to gain momentum into the new season as well. Um, and then in terms of what we can expect from England, we can expect a lot of attacking depth. Um, I'm not joking. That, That's good, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I'm not joking. and I, I'm not actually being biased here. I genuinely think when it comes to attacking depth, depth. not, not a, an attacking, a specific attacking yeah. player, when it comes to attacking depth, yeah. England have the best in the whole competition. I feel like you're kind of putting a disclaimer there, saying we're not saying that we're going to have the highest no, no, goal no, no. scorer. To be honest, yeah, <laughs> I'm not saying going to have the highest goal scorer, but I expect the front line to mm. score the like the attacking options. If you count no, every goal, they, if, if you count every goal that they score, yeah, expect them to be up there. Because in my opinion, when you're looking at everyone's bench and you're seeing who's on England's bench as an attacker, mm. they start for most teams. And they're not necessarily starting for England. Do you know what? I I, I believe you. I do. But, but Marva. No, no, but you know what I'm going to say. It's more that like, while I agree and I'm like, we've got so much depth. And yeah. in that Netherlands friendly, I was like, oh my God, we throw on this. And it's like, we can change up the midfield free so easily to make it more attacking. I'm yeah. like, amazing, amazing. But it's more, you know, when you sometimes it's like that jack of all trades kind of master of none. I feel like there's a little bit of that because there's so many young <clears throat> players, yeah. so many even if they're not yeah and if they're not young but just not like world class world class players that Mm -hmm. there's a lot of like that just below that yeah who Mm -hmm. aren't yet in that category but are like good and could and could cause problems don't get me wrong but compared to like some of the other teams that just have world class talent who are used to performing at the big stage Mm -hmm. who are used to performing in finals and like big tournaments I like you, you don't know what's going to happen until you play in those tournaments yeah. so like a Toon or like a, a Russo or whoever it might be it's yeah. like it's not until you play in those games and some players just step up and, the and they can do it and it's like yeah. amazing and this will be the tournament that defines them yeah. um, but even like Hemp for example like incredible player like she's had such a good season but she's still young yeah. hasn't played hasn't in a tournament starting, like this yeah she hasn't been the starting player has she even gone to... I don't think she has nah. gone to a major competition for England, you know? And so you just... So she's a baby. She's 21. She's 21. Oh, she's actually a baby. Yeah, she's 21. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, you never... you Like, if you look back at the men's team, you think of, like, Rooney, you know, these big tournaments with yeah. pressure on them, and it's not until they, they get there, and sometimes they deliver and sometimes they don't. So yeah. there's a little bit of, like... And there's just so many players for these different positions. Yeah. 
that sometimes you need sometimes it's too many <laughs> yeah yeah I, I i agree with that because i also think we've had this discussion at club level as well because you know sometimes yeah a player needs a run in the team mm, or to yeah. get 90 minutes for example yeah to sort of feel like the oh, game yeah, and to yeah, be, yeah. but because we've got so many options on the bench yeah sometimes it's like i'm not gonna lie this is not working by half time i'm already yeah. looking at all oh, the ten thousand options i've got yeah, on the bench yeah, and i'm yeah. thinking dot 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 you're coming out yeah, yeah. stop that like, dot, dot, you're, dot, coming, you're coming out dot, 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 you're coming out but not on a hurtful thing you can be back next game that, that that's what it's been like mm, pretty mm, much mm, for england like yeah. even if you, you get subbed in this one game at half time you could very much start the next game it's not like once you're out you're out so you're expecting, I'm guessing you're expecting a lot of rotation. rotation. Yeah, yeah, I think there were just a lot of players on a similar level in terms of like, yeah, not even if they're in a similar level in terms of like experience, but similar level in terms of pros and cons. Mm. Like if you look at like a tune compared to like a Nikita Paris, like, I mean, I don't know if Paris is going to play, to be honest with you. She's got loads of experience, but isn't really in form. Yeah. And then you've got like Toon, Kelly, people like that who don't have much experience, but are in form. Yeah. And there are just so many players that just all have their kind of, yeah, pros, but cons. And it's yeah. like, it's difficult to know who's who's really going to get the games, really. That's a good so, point. Speaking of like experience and stuff, so I'm, I'm guessing like we've got good attackers, but let's see who steps up in the big stage. But yeah. moving it away from England, mm -hmm. are there any big game players that you think, okay, if England eventually get past the group stage and meet these players, mm. it might be a little bit of a problem. <laughs> they're, meeting, they're meeting the player in the group in, yeah. in, at Norway. Ada Hegelberg is... Fair. The <laughs> and, and she's in the front three yeah, yeah, yeah. with Wrighton, and, and Graham Hansen. Graham Hansen, yes. Who, like, they are probably... That front three's that, peak. That's ridiculous. This, is, this sounds like... So even, I'm even scared. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> that, scared. that front three that's a is dangerous front three. The only reason I was even gassing up... Not the only reason I was gassing up England, yeah, but but then you look at Norway's bench here. Yeah, yeah, it's and that's, that's the difference between the two. Yeah, 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 that's yeah, the difference yeah. between the two. Norway's bench and England's bench, they don't compare. But the problem is, Ada Hegerberg can get it done on her own. Like Lucy Braun said it like two days ago or three days ago, and she was like, um, "Oh, when I was at Leon, like the way Ada Hegelberg is, sometimes she'll just be like, put the ball in the box, I'll, I'll do the rest.' <laughs> she's on a that's what she's on. She can she can do the things by herself. No, but I've played in teams like that where you're just like, you know what, I'm just, just I'll just pass to you. Yeah, I'll like, just pass it. Doesn't matter where you are, I'll it, just pass this to you. This sounds you. right. Yeah. It's, a good, it's a good outlet to have, especially when things. Like, for example, if it gets to the point that things aren't going their way, they yeah. know they've got someone that can make something out of nothing. Yeah. And I feel like that's the difference between good players and world-class players because yeah. she's very dependable. Mm. Very, very dependable. Are there any other, like, players outside of England's group that you think, yeah, you are you are really dependable and your experience will be Spain. key here? Spain have some key players. Mm -hmm. Patelis, obviously. But then I just think players like Pina are just... Dangerous. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Germany have a lot of experience. Lots. Sweden actually have a lot, of, a lot of experience. Mm. Netherlands um, obviously they didn't show it in the last game, but yeah, they've got. But they do. They've got it as well. Yeah, like Miedemar can just turn up if Miedemar turns up. Yeah, and if Jill Ward decides to start attacking yeah. the box as much as she wants to, yeah, that's a problem again. Lika Martin's problem. She was causing England yeah, problems last problem. week. How does she win a header? Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. She's like my height. Like, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> I'm crying, please, for everyone viewing or listening. Mother, how Mother, tall are you? Mother's oh. like five foot two. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe she's a bit taller. Okay, I can't lie. Mother's still. trying to give herself some extra inches. Okay. <laughs> 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 on a good day. 
Yeah. <laughs> I'm so done. Okay, so a five foot two player. Right, I don't think she's five foot two. Okay, but basically, she's short. She's short she's compared small. to other players. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so that sounds like something, again, to watch out for <laughs> as we yeah. progress. But looking at, you know, not just the England team, just the entire perspective of the entire Euros. Mm-hmm. I want two players, and I, I hope you guys don't fight over this, but I want two players from each of you that I should be on the lookout for. Two players. Do you want it to be two China players like, that you'll yeah. definitely see? Yeah. Or two players that are like obscure, that you may not have, mm. if we don't tell you. Or well, that are just like them. exciting, that like yeah, yeah, could yeah. do bits, but like would you have, Would you both have two different answers yeah. for that? Yeah, I give a, yeah. give us both. Listen, I'm sure we want to hear it. Give us both. So the obscure player and the one that you're definitely gonna see. Who wants to go first? <laughs> I mean, like Hagerberg is yeah. the player yeah, to watch. Pretty, yeah. Um, Everyone keeps talking about her. I mean, she's yeah, good, she's, she's yeah, yeah, she's a joke. Um, players to watch. I have a few um, and just like personal favorites mm-hmm. as well. I really like. Um, cool uh Denmark. yeah i think she, like she's young so i'm not saying she's gonna like light up the tournament and be mm-hmm. like the best player but mm-hmm. she's just someone i love to watch every time i watch her i think she's incredible um who else harder yeah i think could just show up but it's a, but they're in a difficult group so i don't know if denmark are gonna progress necessarily yeah. um but <laughs> their group actually is yeah, tough. Their, their groups the group of death for sure yeah um yeah, but then obviously like hemp. I'm just so excited for um, a lot of Spain players. Just yeah, there's a lot. I'm trying to think who else. What about you, Moyo? So like obscure players and obviously um, like the players that are gonna be in our faces. Yeah, Hegelberg is probably the one that's gonna be in everyone's faces. On the obscure side, I'd say um, De Castillo that plays for Spain. Um, yep. So during the Arnold Clark yes. Cup, she didn't actually she get called up so in the beginning. Sick. Okay. Then there was an injury and then they called her up. And I feel like she has the one thing that Spain don't have, which is pace. Yeah. And like electric pace. Was, was it against Canada? Yeah, yeah. She, yeah. Just she was like... killing them. She was killing them. She, the the way Spain play is very like tiki-taka, classic mm-hmm. Spain yeah, play. Classic yeah, classic Spain. And people keep saying that like the Barcelona team is basically the Spain team, but it's actually not because mm-hmm. the, the key thing that they're missing from the Barcelona team is pace on the wings. Yeah. And she's the only one that has pace on the wings. So I feel like she's going to be a good one to look out for because she offers something different in the team yeah. while still having a high technical ceiling. Um, Do you know what? I actually love that because you know me, I love a little bit of a tiki taka Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like hearing that there's going to be someone blistering on the wings. Yeah, yeah, she's good. She's really good. And she's someone that, you know, like a classic winger, like knock yeah. the ball down the touch, like the touch and Knock it then. And start running. Yeah, I she's, love that. Yeah, yeah, she's one of those. Yeah. We haven't um, even touched on France. I was about to say Sam Abasha. <laughs> that, that, was, that was my other obscure one, Sam Abasha. Sis said, boy, there's better there's, talent. There's a lot of, there's there's a lot of talent. Do you know what? There are so many, like I was saying about England in terms of like pros and cons, but I feel like that about teams. Like yeah. there are so many possible champions in this tournament. Yeah. It's just mad. Like Oh, we're going to come to that. <laughs> you guys are going to have to pick one right, for me. You guys, yeah, we're going to come for that. Yeah. Summer Basha um, plays for Leon. She's a fullback. Yeah. Um, she's really young. Like if, if you see her, her honours list, you won't think that she's a young player, but she's she's won uh, like she's a four champions. Yeah, something's very Something silly. Like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and with the most recent Champions League, she was actually pivotal to the yeah. win. Mm. So she's someone that not only brings 
you know, intensity, pace, electricity from the fullback position, but she's also actually very good defensively. Mm. And I feel like that's something that a lot of the time is sacrificed when it's a good attacking fullback, but she's actually very good on both ends, on both ends of the pitch, so. I feel like I'm learning so many <laughs> things. Like, no, honestly, this is how I feel when you guys talk to me about women's football. Because I don't know anything. Like, okay, I wouldn't say I, won't know, I don't know anything. I only hear bits and pieces. So, yeah. seeing how excited you guys are, I'm just like, oh, these next few weeks are going to be exciting. But, okay, so speaking to Laura George, Reshman Chowdhury, Alex Scott, Samantha Miller, and um, Nancy Baker, right? Mm-hmm. There's two players that, well, no, three players that were mentioned that both of you haven't mentioned. We'll start with Reshman's choice, Lauren Hemp. Yeah. One to watch out for? 100%. 100%. Yeah, for England, she's like, she's the player to watch for England, I'd say. Yeah, I feel yeah. like they're putting a bit of pressure on her, but she's trying to, yeah. how she is, personality-wise, she's very much like, she's playing it down. They're trying to give her pressure and she's like, oh, yeah, like, I think it's going to be good for everyone. You know, like, it's one of those ones. She's what, not she, like, proper chilled about it and stuff. Yeah, she's, that's good. She's but I also think as, as much as we have that attacking depth, I don't think she's going to be sub. She much. ain't getting rotated, by the way. Because she I think better start because preparing her, her, legs. her <laughs> quality is that, like, even in that Netherlands game, like, she didn't have, like, the best first half. She, was, she did, wasn't getting the ball that much. And then her quality in the second half, she just needs those few chances. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Like, her actual technique is a joke. So, yeah, yeah I think she'll just, like... I don't want to put loads of pressure on her. <laughs> but I'm like, she could be the difference for England to sort yeah. 100%. And I feel like as well, she's a very good combination player. And that's why she doesn't really get rotated. You know that like some people mm. are very good playing with a specific, specific person. People. She's very good at playing with whoever's in whoever yeah. else is in the front line, whoever's at number 10. Like yeah. very much so, like she has a good partnership with all of them. And so I think she's gonna be relied on a lot this tournament. Um yeah. Yeah, hopefully she's she can do what she needs to do. And, you know, we're going to take you to find out exactly why Reshman chose Lauren Hemp because our good friend Moyo was speaking to her just a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> Who do you think is going to be the standout player of the tournament? Well, there are a few who I think could be. I'm really excited to see Ada Hagerberg back on the international stage. But for me, Beth Mead comes a close second because I love the season that she's had with Arsenal. I think she's just, this was her season and I think she's proven what an incredible player she is. But I just think ahead of her, I think Lauren Hemp. I always describe her, I always say she's Messi-esque. She's like a female version of Lionel Messi. She's incredible. The things she can do, the vision she has, the past, the, you know, everything, the creativity. I think she's an incredible player and I think you know she's young as well she's hungry yeah, but she's really yeah, yeah and she's but she's grounded as well if you yeah. hear her she talk, she's she seems like such a lovely person as well and I really really hope that she has a brilliant tournament same great chance you Rich, you too thank you all right <laughs> okay so coming back to it Laura George mentioned Sandy Baltimore from France as well mm-hmm. I'd have no clue who Sandy Baltimore is. So you're going to need to break down to me. Why would Laura George say Sandy Baltimore? And do you agree with her? Do you think that's a that's a feasible option to be on the lookout for? She has pace. Lots of it. Like, and I think that's where France... I mean, France are an odd one just generally because, I mean, I'm sure we'll get onto it, but like the players they've missed out, like yeah. it's hard to know, but they've got some incredible, incredible attacking pace. Um, Baltimore... Um, Kototo, like they, Pete. yeah, they, she's, 
And how old is Baltimore? 21. 20, Man, these young players, <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, yeah, she's she's definitely she's gonna cause problems. So many 21 year olds, I'm thinking, what was I doing at 21? Makes you feel old, <laughs> man. I was chilling at 21 at oh, home, not eating noodles old. or something. Look, not noodles, <laughs> <laughs> definitely noodles. Like, them ones just finished graduating, um, you're broke. 59 yeah. B noodles, go get that. And she's tearing up, but she's honestly really, really, really good. Like, she was one of the things that first got me interested in. PSG's women's team. Hmm. Um, there was a goal that she scored against England. I can't remember when it was. It was, I think, it was one yeah, friendly. Yeah, it was a friendly. It was a two-two. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. The ball was spinning. Yeah, like she had no right to make a connection she with that ball. No I kid right. you not. Like the ball came to her off a clearance, so the ball was already yeah. reversed. The, the spin on the ball was so insane. She got her. She got her body over the ball, head over the ball. She, I'm telling you, she lent that shot, yeah. And so ever much since power then, on that shot. I'm telling you, you would have been shocked. Don't worry. I'll, well, I'll find it. Yeah, I was going to say, I'll we'll find the clip. Listen, you'll be... Once they send me the clip, I'm going to send it to y'all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember, I remember my mum was watching that game, actually, and she, she's not a big fan of football. And she, even she was like, that's a good goal, <laughs> right? I was like, yeah, that's <laughs> a good goal. <laughs> yeah. Very good player. Very, yeah. very good player. I guess we could imagine why Laura George chose her. Um, Laura also chose a couple of other people, but we'll hear from her right now about what she, about who she chose and why she chose them as well. Because again, our good friend Moyo <laughs> had to sit down with Laura. But yeah. And for you, um, looking at, for example, a lot of the, the players you have up front, so looking at like Sandy Baltimore, Katoto, players like that, how do you think they're really going to implement and impose themselves in this team? I feel like if they play with no pressure, like but just enjoying the game, yeah. I feel they will like being outstanding. Yeah. But if they put too much pressure, because it's, it's going to be their main event with yeah. the senior team. Katoto didn't play the Women's World Cup. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody's saying that she's the player to watch. Sandy Baltimore is talented. And I really hope they won't put too much pressure on themselves. They just yeah. say, let's go and have fun. Because those players already won titles. Yeah. Or they finished second or third in a big competition. I just hope that they bring their energy as young players, knowing that people are expecting them. They're just saying, okay, we give you the best and no pressure. We're yeah. just going to show you and give you um, happiness yeah. because you yeah. will see some talent. This is what I hope for them. And just to say as well, if you could mention two players that people should be excited about in this French women's national team, I know you've mentioned Sandy Baltimore already, but if you could just mention two people. Two others? Or two others. Let's do two, two others. Two others, all right. Yeah. So, Selma Basha. Yeah. Selma Basha is, has been outstanding. Electric. Oh, wow. Yeah. She seems like she has been in the national team, as I say, uh, more than five years. She's stepping on the field like a grown woman. Who yeah, has so yeah. much experience because she doesn't ask like so much like uh, questioning. She's just playing, yeah. do her best, do what she's able to do. I'm looking forward to see uh, Delphine Cascarino. Yes. Everybody knows her technique, but in big tournaments, she missed the last Euros. She had the ACL. Yeah. This year has been she has been good in team in the team national in but in Champions League kind of shy in the Champions League. In the national team, she's been kind of shy this year. Yeah. But I really want her to show her all her talent. She's so talented. Yeah. And it's not just about technique, uh, fast. She's technique. Yeah. She knows how to dribble. We will need her. I hope she show her, her best self. 
And another player mentioned by Samantha Miller was Beth Mead. Right, I hear Beth's mm-hmm. Mead, Beth Mead's name everywhere. But obviously, you said Lauren Hemp. But where now, does Beth Mead stand? I for think you? Mead is like almost second, yeah. depending mm. on very, what a Kirby very does. close second. But yeah. Mead's been around for a little while. But this season, she's just like she's taken her game up from being like a good winger to being such a productive, yeah. productive forward who yeah. can just. She got the goal. She got the assists um, in the friendly the other week. Came on, changed the game. Um, she did that against Northern Ireland in, in the World Cup qualifiers as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, she's just like she's just stepped up her game. I think she should start. Agreed, I think over agreed. over Kelly for me. Um, yeah, she's just really stepped up. She'll hopefully she'll have a really good tournament because she could be vital to us as well. Cool. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree with what Mamba said. I think yeah. she was always good. She was always doing good stuff on the pitch, but sometimes the good stuff wasn't translating to goals and assists. Yeah. And I feel like now she's found the balance between doing good stuff on the pitch and getting goals and assists, yeah. uh, especially at crucial moments. Mm-hmm. Like A lot of the time it feels like when England have been looking for a goal and the striker's not really getting any service, Beth Mead's the one that pops up with a goal. Yeah. Um, and I think it's because she's such a fluid forward. Um, she pretty much pops up everywhere yeah. in the I box. I mean, they could play her through the middle like if they yeah, needed yeah. to... I mean, I they won't need that to, said they might, they, yeah. to. To me, yeah. said she's been thinking about it. But like, <laughs> she said she's been thinking about it. They've not tried it yet, but she's definitely something they've been thinking I about. I think in like, if you needed, a, if it was like a knockout game mm. and in the last 10 minutes and you were just chucking on like your attackers. And you wanted another winger one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You mm, could definitely yeah. put her through the middle as an option in the last 10 minutes, whatever it is. Mm. Yeah. I think she'd be a good option when what Marva's saying or when like, the centre-backs that they're coming up against are also mm-hmm. big and powerful. Because mm. then you need someone crafty as opposed to someone that's big and powerful as well. Yeah. That's just, do you know what I mean? It'll like, just be like, just a clash of players. Yeah. Like, what's the point? Yeah, you yeah. need something to like distinguish between yourself and the, the defenders. Honestly, I hope everyone listening who's a neutral, like myself, have learned so much because there's so many players that I think I'm going to have to be yeah, looking out for. Every time I'm watching a, a Euros match, I'm going to be like, oh, Moya said that. Oh, Moya said something about her too. Do you know what I mean? Like, no, it's, no. It's, it's really nice to have this sit down with you too. I feel like I'm with two celebrities. Honestly. No, honestly. You ain't. <laughs> Moya, after meeting all these celebrities. Don't mind on. her. Do not mind her. And I'll tell you guys a little <laughs> secret. It could have been Marva, but Marva chose to go to to Greece. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, if I look at my tan. <laughs> <laughs> Tan's looking good. I can't yes. even lie. It's, yes. it's looking good. But okay, we're going to go to something a little bit more serious. It hopefully it doesn't dampen the mood. Oh, no. stuff. It's, it's more just talking about the visibility of women's football. And obviously you see a, a football fan neutral here like me, right? And I haven't had that visibility to women's football until, like, I'd say this season, yeah. where they really started showing the WSL a lot more. But how important is it that, you know, the BBC have taken on the women's Euros this year and said, OK, we're going to put it in your faces, kind of. But and it, just in comparison to the last World Cup and then the Euros before that, what are the differences and how important has this change been? So I just can't wait for the, like, why they're shoving it down my throat. <laughs> comments. It's like, it's just on BBC One. You can change the channel. It's not that deep. It's all thin. No, it's, it's massively significant. I just think the more visibility there is, like, um, the more viewership there is. That's It's just always the case. As much as people are like, oh, I don't know if I want to watch it, blah, blah, blah. But the moment you show it, there's viewership. If you look mm-hmm. at, if you look at the, the 
um, Champions League coverage this this year. Mm -hmm. It was just on YouTube. I've honestly, I'm a big fan of women's football. I've barely ever watched women's Champions League games because where, when, yeah, I don't know it, when. Yeah. Sometimes they're on at like in the day. They're not even on. Yeah, like 2 p.m. Yeah. Make, when I'm at work. Yeah, Literally, it's no. so difficult. But then, but now it's just there. And even if the times are bad, but it's on YouTube, free to watch. And you were getting 100,000 people watching these live streams. And, and that different was, streams. Yeah, it was in yeah, different because languages. it was in Spanish. It was in English. Yeah. So it's like, when it's there, people will watch it. And yeah. I've always, one of um, anecdotes I always use is that like in the Olympics, I remember there was one time they were showing, it was just like a women's hockey final. Mm. I've never watched hockey in my life. I've never that. played hockey in my life, but it just happened to be on at prime time because you England were in the it. final yeah. and it was a sick game. I've, like I said, I don't know anything about hockey, but yeah. you just watch it because it's like, oh, this is amazing. And there's a big game happening. So the more you show that, it doesn't matter if you're a big women's football fan, even if you're a big football fan or a big women's sports fan, if it's on, people will watch it. And mm. that's going to be the defining moment of this. And I think it's so great that they've got coverage. And I think it's about stepping up that coverage as well, because I feel mm. like in previous years and of tournaments, it's been like, yeah, we'll show the game. And then at halftime, you know, like on, when they're showing like Olympic stuff and it just goes to like a... Um, like BBC News. Yeah, yeah. Well, not even that. Or just like some <laughs> like stock photo. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like some lift music in the background yeah, for half like, time. It's literally like, what is going on? And you're like, okay. And then and then 15 minutes later, it's like, and we're back with the second half. And it's like, no, nah, like we need the actual coverage where you're yeah. talking about the yeah. the players, you're talking about the tactics. That's the only way people are gonna start to connect with these players and and connect with the the big names of the game. I think um, exactly what Marvel was saying. And the fact that, like, throughout the, like, the league season, because we were getting, you know, like, those little snippets that happen before a game, mm. when it's like, oh, this week we sat down with Ella Toon before her yes. match with this person, yeah? And you don't realise, but subconsciously, you start buying into the, like, the people whose stories you like, you start buying into them subconsciously. So when yeah. you see them in a match the next time, you're like, oh, I know that player. Like, sometimes yeah. my sister's walking through the living room, and she's like, Ella Toon? But I promise you, like, if you ask her to name you 25 players, she won't be able to. But because she knows our Ella Toon, our Alessia Russo, when she sees a match on and they're there, then she's like, oh, let me mm. watch. Quick question for you, Moya. Is, is, does she know Ella Toon because, because of, of that or because of you? Yeah, maybe, because you maybe, love maybe. Ella Toon. Maybe, maybe, maybe. I know who Ella Toon is because <laughs> of Moya. Listen, I'm just trying to spread the gospel. Um, honestly, and that's visibility. And that is yeah. visibility. No, yeah. honestly. Um, and I think also little stuff that like, that you also don't realise. You know when someone posts like a clip, for example, of Chloe Kelly doing some crazy skills and it goes on the TL and loads mm -hmm. of people retweet, even people that don't necessarily watch women's football. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then they start saying stuff like, let's say a match is on, someone will tweet something like, someone tweeted the other day saying, oh, it's Chloe Kelly playing. And I promise you this person doesn't watch women's football, but because <laughs> they know of that video yeah. and they see Chloe Kelly as somebody who is technically very good Gifted, on, yeah. a, on a on a normal basis, not yeah. technically good for a woman, just technically yeah. good. They're like, oh, let me watch. Let me see if she's good when she's playing as well, not just clips and stuff uh, like that. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but I think visibility, just like people actively talking about it. Because mm. I remember when I first started watching women's football, when it wasn't on TV and I was watching it on FA Player, like you would just talk about it to the people that you knew also watched women's football. Yeah. Like I wouldn't necessarily tweet about it. Yeah. But I'd just be talking about it like on like, in DMs or in like on WhatsApp, that sort yeah. of thing. But now, because I'm like talking about it on the timeline, or Marvel's talking about it on the timeline, this person's talking about it on the timeline, 
and people are having conversations. Then you're like, oh, what are these lot watching? Yeah, yeah Let me yeah, let me yeah. go and see what they're watching. Let me see what they're talking about. Mm. But yeah, that sort of thing. I think it has like um, what they call it. It's like a snowball effect. Precisely that. Yeah. <laughs> on the ball. I feel like we're very sympathetic right <laughs> honestly, now. Honestly, honestly, I'm loving it. Do you know it. what it's all that? It's like people underestimate, underestimate how many other people watch it yeah. as well. Like, Facts. I, because it's so hard to um, get that much research and stuff like that about women's football, especially international football. Mm-hmm. Like, the way I often do it is just watch, like, on YouTube, you can find, like, the full games of international friendlies and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and so it'll be like I'm there because I'm researching for work. I'm there watching like I don't know Northern Ireland versus Austria or like Denmark versus Azerbaijan or like yeah. some, <laughs> something like that. And I'm seeing like it says like nineteen thousand views, and this is like a two hour YouTube video. Crazy. So I'm like, that's mad that there yeah. are that many people. I thought it was like me and like <laughs> two other people. Who yeah. else is watching Denmark Azerbaijan? <laughs> like what the hell? Oh, <laughs> but, <laughs> but people are like it's mad. So. As much as, you know, you get the, oh, who cares about women's football and all of that, but yeah, I'm like... 19,000 people. 19,000 people yeah, are watching some international friendly, like, yeah. just on, on the full thing on YouTube, which is mad. So it's only going to grow and, like, yeah, I, in, in terms of the negativity and all that side of things, I think a lot of people who are involved in women's football have just really got to a stage where we I, I actually don't care. Period. Like, whatever. Period. If you don't want to watch it, don't, don't watch, watch it. it. No one's forcing like, it's you. It's not that deep. On, in, in this day and age where you have your phone, you have many channels. It's not like you've only got three channels on TV. Bam. You can switch it. Like, it's not that deep. So all I care about is that, like, and I've said this on, on the pod before, it's like, however many years ago 20 years ago 30 years ago this didn't exist like 50 years ago 100 years ago this did not exist in any way so when i was there watching the world cup in france and i was i was there i was just watched like the stadium wasn't full yeah but i was like ah like this is actually happening we actually have a full women's world cup because 30 years ago that wasn't a possibility for women so it's just we have to recognize where we are mm-hmm. and it is yeah. still growth. It is still a journey, but yeah. it is growing and it's like, people love it. So all I care about is I want to watch these players. Period. That's, I'm going to watch it. Sick. Period. <laughs> Wait, were you going to say something or was that? Um, no, that, yeah. that covered, that okay. covered everything. Oh no, you guys sorry, are in sync. We are in sync. <laughs> we are in sync to be honest. Okay. Yeah, that's all good. Yeah. Yeah. So obviously it's in England. <laughs> The final is going to be at Wembley. Yes. Uh, that's, that's pretty all right, ain't it? You know, not too shabby. Not too shabby. Hopefully anyone listening to this could get us a few tickets to the <laughs> final. <laughs> you know, maybe to all of them. Even. Maybe to all of them, you know. But final, definitely. Yeah, semi-final too. Yeah. I, think I, actually, I think I actually have some spares for the final. Guys. I'll, let, I'll let you know. I'll let you know. Marv the plug. Marv the plug, everybody. <laughs> Let's you, not talk too crazy on the pod before people think we've got something we ate. We haven't got it, guys. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, if, if anyone wants to hit us up with hospitality yeah, yeah, for yeah, Wembley, facts, facts. Like, we've got the Rinse FC, We'll get you some content. Facts, facts. Box at Wembley, you know. We don't. Please. <laughs> please. Please, please supply us. <laughs> please give us tickets. Thank you. <laughs> no, but okay. So Rashman Chowdhury had so much to say about the visibility mm-hmm. in the women's game and how it's grown. And she just had so much to say. And it's, there's a lot to take from it. So I guess we're going to hear from her next. 
How do you feel about the improved and the increased level um, of eyes that are going to be on this tournament, especially because it's a home heroes? It's brilliant. It's what you want. It's, yeah. you know, it, it, it means everything because when you look back to 2009 to where we are now and how many people were even interested in women's football, how many people would even want to talk about women's football, yeah. how many people are comfortable with the fact yeah. that women's football is out there, you know, with that spotlight that's on it. Um, it's changed dramatically. The entire landscape has changed dramatically for the better. Yeah. And I think, you know, women's, f women footballers are professionals. They deserve their spotlight. They deserve to be where they are. They yeah. own that spot. And it's about time. The light was on them. And I think the more eyes, the better. And that's what they deserve. And that's what we need. Yeah. And for you as someone that's working very much in Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. In the space, how have you found that other people around, like players, for example, mm. have dealt with the pressure of like increased visibility? I think everyone's stepped up to the plate. Yeah. I think it's, it's, what you, it's what we all want. So if you're a broadcaster, you want to know that you're working on a brilliant product. Yeah. If you're a player, you want to know that you're working in a, or you're playing in an, a top league yeah. or at the highest level that you could be playing at. So you will take that, the extra eyes, because that's what you're, not what you're doing it for. Yeah. You do it for the love of what you do. But that increased visibility is so important. And I think when you're a professional in that sense, and you know, whatever environment you're in, if you want to be the best at what you do, you step up when yeah. the opportunities come. Yeah. And I think that's what everyone has done, whether it's the BBC, whether it's the pundits, whether it's the players, everyone has stepped up to the mantle. And that's what that's what you want. You couldn't ask for more. Yeah. And for you, from a broadcasting point of view, what is it going to be like or what do you feel needs to happen so that the eyes that are present in this women's Euros also continue to be there when the league starts, for mm. example, in September? I think what we've got from this tournament is we've got the continuation of the WSL yeah. on domestic TV, whether it's on the BBC platform or on the Sky platform. And that is in itself is the best thing that could happen because... When you look at the number of people that watched the WSL last season, 10 million viewers watching the WSL, yeah. it's crazy. And that's happened in yeah. one year. 
So if that can happen in one year, then you see the women's euros, the home euros as the next platform, that will only increase the number of eyes on that. You know, we're so sport for choice when it comes to football, especially on a weekend. We've got men's game, we've got the women's game, we've got all sorts of competitions and tournaments and yeah. domestic domestic um, events as well. But knowing that women's football is on terrestrial TV yeah. opens up a whole other audience. Even when people channel flick, they will come across a women's game and go, oh, I can keep this on. I can, yeah. I, I can see what's happening. Oh, this is competitive. And that's how, that's how it, we all get into yeah. sport. That's yeah. how I got into yeah. sport, watching when I was younger, because it was on domestic TV. And I think that's... I think it, the process will be so organic in the yeah. way that it has been in the last season with the WSL. I think it will continue. And I think the media has to continue to be supportive. And by all accounts, it looks like it will be. Um, there are going to be a small section of fans who may not like it. Yeah. But, you know, when it comes to a big international tournament, I really think everyone gets on board. And the yeah. better England do, the more eyes will stay on the game throughout the tournament. And that will hopefully lead to the next organic process, which will be con the continual growth of the game, the continual familiarity with the names that are involved and yeah. the players. And, and that's how it all happens. You, you connect with the players, you connect with their stories, you connect with the teams. And, and I really hope it will just be a nice organic process because I feel like the, everything's in place now for that to happen from the broadcast side, from the media side from the will of the players and from the growing number of fans as well. Yeah, and how important do you think it is for the broadcasting side to continue to keep on showing and telling people's stories so that people buy into the players as well as the product that they see? That's the most important thing, I yeah. think. That's what got me into football. I remember watching my first tournament and then thinking, oh, I love that player. Oh, yeah. I love that one. And and you just invest in them, don't you? You, yeah. you get to know them. You feel like they're one of your own. And that's really how it all happens. And I think that's what, I think the BBC do that really, really well. I think yeah. all media are starting to do that really, really well. It's about giving people the respect that they deserve, you know, as a professional player. It's important to tell someone's backstory. It's important to know where they've come from and the hurdles that they've overcome to be there because that creates that respect, that creates that desire to want to connect with that person, yeah. whoever that might be. And that could be a little girl who's, you know, five watching football thinking, you know, I want to do this when I grow up. Or it could be an 18-year-old guy going, gosh, she's really cool. I like how fast she's come along. Or, you know, a backstory that might be difficult for that person to tell. And then yeah. another person can relate because they think, wow, I love that honesty. I love that. That person's human. And that's yeah. ultimately what it is, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So, bringing it a bit more upbeat, mm -hmm. really simple question. Nothing to really debate about. England's going to be in the Euros? I think they, I really think they could. You know, sometimes you, you said could. No, sometimes, you know, you lie a bit. Like, when uh, you know, when you're a bit biased and you say, oh, yeah. No, no, no. Sometimes when you're saying, I think they could, you're actually lying. Like, you don't actually think they can. But in this particular instance, I'm not actually lying. Think I genuinely can. think they can win it. Yeah. It's just going to come down to who's going to bottle it the least. Because. Mm. <laughs> bottle it the least. No, no genuinely. True. I don't, I don't. <laughs> I don't think it's anyone's to win. Facts. Pe people keep talking about our oh, England's defence. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. 98% of the teams in the in the Euros, their defence like, is not going to be lit. Like Norway's defence versus England's defence. That's what I'm saying. Are People are acting like, oh, England's defence is this and Norway's... No. All our defences <laughs> are AVGs. So and no one's safe. <laughs> no, no one's safe. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. Like, you've just got to be... Like, people are putting too much emphasis on the defence when the actual battle that needs to happen mm. in order for you to win matches is to... 
have control of the midfield. Yeah. It's not about the defense. It's about having control of the midfield. Because when our midfield is also a little bit. That, 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 was, that was what I was going to Like, I'm not going to lie. When I was at that Netherlands match, yeah, I've seen some stuff. I was looking at the first half, yeah. I've seen, I've seen some stuff in it that. Obviously, the scoreline 5-1, it looked sick. If I didn't watch the match yet, I would have thought, we panned these lot, like, we finished them. <laughs> yeah. But that first half, yeah, Netherlands midfield was finishing England. I kid you not. Like, yeah. Netherlands midfield was dooming England. Yeah. In. And... And that was our more defensive, that, solid midfield as well, yeah. which that's what blew my that mind. I'm like, what do we bit. actually do? Because <laughs> we were better when we played a more attacking midfield, but yeah. I think that's what we should go. We for could thing. get overrun if we did that as well. <laughs> that, so I'm, that's the problem. But I also think, yeah, so we really need to trust, yeah, know, that the uh, the the attacking midfield also will contribute defensively. Yeah, because I feel like sometimes, yeah, we put mm. the defensive names in there. I think oh, it's a defensive midfield, but that midfield was getting run ragged. So <laughs> also just po- possession. Boy. Possession is a form of defense. Yeah. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Like is, if yeah. you have the ball and can keep the ball well, then you don't need to have players in there that can put in a last ditch tackle. Precisely. You just need just some players who look can keep after the ball. the ball. Whereas what we did in that Netherlands game was like in the first half, it was two very defensive midfielders and then Kirby, who obviously is still getting back to fitness anyway. Yeah. And there wasn't like that Connection. link up. There wasn't. There Whereas wasn't. like if you were to play a bit more of a balanced like midfield or even a more attacking one with Stanway and like a Kirby or, mm-hmm. or a Toon, people who could just like play the ball around a bit, you might mm. have a better chance, but you could also get overrun, so. Yeah, I, I think it's a toss-up between the two. I think that's something that Serena's going to have to experiment with throughout yeah. the competition. Um, but also just like, do you know what I mean? Like the players need to take responsibility for their defensive actions on the pitch. Because mm. just because mm. you're an attacking player, at the end of the day, we all got to chip in. Like mm. Daly is a good example of that. Very good. Like, she plays a striker for club, by the way. And, and she's she playing left back. fullback for England. They're, I'm not gonna lie, they're shagging. And I think, <laughs> I, I also think she, she should start. She definitely I think she's should start. doing better than Stokes. After I, after I saw that first, who did we do? Who did they play in um, the first friend? Um, that um, Belgium. Yeah. Wait, we're, we're talking about a striker starting for left back. So, mm. But she's been playing at, at left back for England for, since. For as long as I've been watching. Is she even left footed? No. She actually wants it. They're she, just doing she, her in, to be she'd honest. She'd be a right winger and she's playing. Full left, not even left wing back, not even in terms of like in yeah. a five, in a four, she's playing left back. She's the, she's her club's record goal scorer at club level. <laughs> Do you know what? As crazy as that sounds, I love a versatile queen. Yeah. Listen, and that's <laughs> what actually gets her queen. into. That's, that's what I think what gets well, her into though. the thing. Yeah. Do you know what it is? Because she she can provide that attacking option, but also like because we place quite far up the pitch. She's the one player who can. She plays almost at like Carl Walker or when he, he mm. plays for England. It's just like at least you just clean up. You just clean up, like, yeah. and that's what we just Even need someone to get mistake, back. Even if you make a mistake, <laughs> yeah. get back, and then also you can get forward and create something. Whereas Demi Stokes, and I, I love Demi Stokes, but like her, she's a bit more of just like a solid left back. Yeah. So I don't think she's as adventurous. Attacking. Yeah. She was doing so, some stuff in the lot in that <laughs> game that was doing my nothing. So if she, if she gets forward. She can't really create the chances that Daly can. And then if she's caught out, she isn't getting back to, to yeah. sort it out. I also think, yeah, sometimes Demi Stokes is a bit safe. Like, yeah, yeah. And sometimes safe is good, yeah, when you've got a manager that wants to be re- reserved. Yeah. yeah. But Serena doesn't really want to be that reserved. So sometimes when Demi Stokes is playing, the pass, the forward passes on 
and she'll get to the byline, she should either cross the ball in or do a, a, a more incisive pass. Mm. And then she'll look back and check it back to the person behind her. And I was thinking, why? Mm. Why? I, I don't want to criticize her too much because we once did a bit of content together. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys, it wasn't trained, Margaret, it was me. She <laughs> trained me. She trained me in virtual sessions during lockdown. Did a little defensive thing on the I, England YouTube. I, a little plug. If you want to let me, like ten seconds. Yeah, ago. someone else like, is getting virtual can virtual you sessions of England starting fullback. Can you imagine? <laughs> Just you know. That wasn't Marvel. That's, 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 yeah. I love that. I that love wasn't that. Marvel, guys, talking like that. It was me. So just in case. If, if Marvel wants I mean, to do I, more I content, said Daily should start. So. Yeah, yeah, I'm not going to. So she started it, but I just <laughs> finished it. The, the good thing about this pod is that everyone has their own opinion. Yeah. I think it's, it's not good, nothing. Nothing's personal. Nothing personal. She's actually still a good player. I just think you're for the balance of the team. And we've got options as well. Like, if we need a. If if we're playing a more kind of physical team, that, and we're, when we're having to yeah. sit back, I put in stones. Put in it's stones. great. We've got. It's not every day go forward, but obviously yeah, when yeah, we yeah. want to daily. Yeah. Okay. Between the two of you, right? Can we do your England starting eleven? Your preferred starting eleven? I think we can. Yeah. I think it's quite. I think we can. Yeah. We just might have one one or two discrepancies. Okay. But I think I think we can. Okay. Goalie. Right. Ups. Yeah. Ups. Okay. Yeah. Based off this season, easy. Herbs. Yeah. But, mm, yeah, if you'd asked me before the season, I would have said Robert. But, to be honest, but, if either of them start, like, I think they're I'm all not good that, people. I just think, I just think, uh, so England now has got into a bit of a yeah, and got into a bit of a stride. So why not? I think the defense is used to playing with her in goal now. Yeah. So. sweet left back. I go daily. Same. Centre mid. No, centre mid. Centre back. Left centre back. <laughs> left centre back. Um. I'll go, I'll go Alex Greenwood. Yeah, I'd go with. Greenwood and Bright. Yeah, Green, yeah, Greenwood and Bright. Greenwood and Bright. Yeah. Partnership. Yeah. yeah. Right back. Bronze. Yeah, at least bronze. Easy. Yeah. yeah. That, the defence is easy, I think. I'm sure Nancy Baker will be happy to hear Lucy Bronze being mentioned. Yeah. <laughs> Nancy has such an obsession with Lucy Bronze, but they're like boys, so it, it makes sense. Um, your midfield, how are we doing this? Is it a four This three? is where that's, that's this, where is, this is the trick. That's where the discrepancy is starting. <laughs> How would you how would you both want to line it up? So let's hear it. Would you want a, a three midfield, two midfield pivot? What, what would I you want? I just realised why you hesitated in the defence now. But it's because you, know it's you what, want to support Williamson. I don't. In the back yeah, of it. I don't know whether it's Williams. So you know, you know, Williamson plays, Williamson plays centre back for Arsenal. Okay. But for England recently, she's been playing centre mid. And they've okay. in, even in like the announcement, they called her a midfielder. A midfielder. Oh, okay. That means she's going to be playing in midfield. And Who also, she she's captain, be? so she's going to play. Yeah. She's going to play like, definitely. Yeah. But then, and then it's about. Where, like, where? Because in that Netherlands game afterwards, she moved back. So, like, once they made a substitution, she then went which, into centre back. Which I yeah. think is a good it option. Better. I'm not yeah. gonna lie. She looked better at centre back than at central mid, personally. Oh, it's difficult. But not always. Oh, this, she this doesn't, hard. She, does, she doesn't always look better at centre back. I normally think she looks better in, a bit better in midfield. Mm. But in that right. game. Would it be mad, though, to play Williamson? Walsh and Stanway in a three. Is that two? No, I think that is the three I that's getting that chosen. The I even think that's the three that she's going to go for. Is I think against, I think against the better teams, no. that yeah. should be. Yeah. But like, that's mm. so defensive against like a Northern Ireland. I'm like, mm. I agree. Yeah, against Northern Ireland, no way. At that point, release all the dragons. <laughs> use, use one, use one defensive midfielder and let's just a lone six. Just lone six. <laughs> use one, use one Kira Walsh and then use yeah. two attacking eights. Release the dragons. No, come on. If we if we go for that midfield against Northern Ireland, that's a disgrace. Sorry. Yeah. Respectfully <laughs> to Northern Ireland. Respectfully. Yeah. But okay, so your midfield is it? Okay, let's let's put it as your preferred midfield. So we've spoken about what Serena would probably who? do. 
Should we say yeah against a against team like we should no, beat and a, against a team okay. that is yeah, yeah, that yeah, is yeah. matching us? Okay, all right, cool. We can do that. All right, cool. Yep. So against the team you should beat, I'd go Walsh, Stanway slash Toon, whichever one you want, yeah, and then Kirby. Yeah. Kirby. Yeah. yeah. No, same. But same. then would you play Williamson centre back instead of? Yeah, and then one of those two at the back is gonna have to take the L. Yeah. <laughs> because, do you know what I mean? Captain pulls rank. Leah's got to play. She, she's got to play. Captain pulls yeah, rank. Fair. That's yeah. how it is. So yeah. Take um, that with the minister. Are, is, are you the minister? No, Serena is. Are you sure? <laughs> take that up with Serena. Take up with Serena. Okay, and against the team that, you know, you're kind of matching on levels. The thing is, I would have said the team that they started... Uh, against the Netherlands with in terms of but it wasn't working but Mm. I don't know if that's just because Kirby isn't up to fitness yet Mm. because she wasn't coming back to get the ball enough like she wasn't none of them were demanding possession what I do know is a fit fan Kirby will do bloody miracles (laughs) I think I would I think I would go for for Kirby yeah Mm. Kirby Walsh Williamson but with the option to to switch for that other, it's basically like a plan A and a plan B. Mm. Yeah, and I if think things that, aren't good, depending option, on what the yeah. game looks like. Yeah, and also I think Stanway could stand in for any of, actually any of those three. Yeah, yeah. she I could play the more attacking role, or like it could be basically she one. She could be a one sitting eight or yeah, yeah, an attacking yeah. eight. She can pretty much play anywhere. Mid-point. Also, it's whether you're mm. playing like two one or one two. two. Yeah, because Stanway That's could true. come on and you play like a just a sitting six, and then the, the two. Um, in midfield, like just further up, yeah. Um, or she could actually play more of a ten as well. I think. What, what all I'm hearing is we got options. We got like, options. We, got we do. Honestly, we got options. But we got options within within a certain level. Do you get what I mean? Like, mm. I feel like we've got options here, yeah, but injuries to one or two were in a chiz because. The system in midfield is relying on Walsh yes. playing well. Walsh mm, specifically. Yes. Like, Walsh, she's not getting goals, she's not getting assists here, but she's the tempo setter for the midfield. You see, in games that Walsh struggles, the midfield is done for. Well, even in the first half against Netherlands, she's she struggled. Was getting, I'm not going to lie, that midfield, it, and mm. that was Williamson and Walsh, yes. and that seemed like the more defensive yeah. mid, like, midfield partnership, but they were getting run ragged. I'm not going to lie. I actually think it's because of the role that Rod was playing in the team. Mm. I feel like there's certain midfielders that midfield can't play against. Mm. Because whilst we're saying that Williamson is good in midfield, she hasn't played midfield for club. In, yeah, yeah, she hasn't yeah, played yeah, midfield yeah. for ages, Every, other than yeah, for England. Yeah, yeah. She hasn't played midfield for ages. Not at this level. And I feel like against top-level midfielders, not good midfielders, top-level midfielders, she get, it, she'll be exposed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we need to chill a bit on the... Williamson in midfield when it comes to top level so midfielders. if you're going to give Serena advice you'd be like play Williamson at the back just put in certain games back. like it depends on games. it depends on the game yeah. I think I think also what she did against Netherlands where she switched it up second half put her in centre back yeah. I think that's why it's so good, good, good that she's got that's why it's good that we've got like, positional versatility yeah. cool and Front three, I think we're. Yeah. Oh, actually, no. Front three, Mike. Because you, you, no, yeah. said you actually, got options. No, yeah. <laughs> Do I need to sit in between you? Actually, <laughs> no. Our, our two wide players we're agreed on, right? Hem, Mead and Hemp, yeah. Yeah, Hemp oh, cool. and Mead. And then through the middle. Oh. No, do you know what it is? I actually agree. Whatever you're going to say, I actually agree with you. But I do think that England owe Ellen White something. <laughs> That's the truth of it. Like, I don't think Ellen White has had a good season in mm-hmm. the league. But 
you see, sometimes she's done a carry job for them and they're throwing it back in her face. So I'm not gonna lie. I get you. She's get picking you. up. You know, you got stock in the bank. You yeah. Got, you got. She's she's cashing in on the on the checks that she had in her yeah. pocket by starting. Mm. And one thing with her, no matter how much she's she will stink in the season, even if she's going through patches where she's not doing well, she's not doing well. Once major competition starts, I don't know what flip like what switch goes off in her yeah. brain. I would what, I would maybe start her first game. You see, once she starts for the first, you're not getting rich. So is that oh, it's, see, it's mm. either you bring her mm. in Bro. or you start someone else. <laughs> once she starts, Do you know what? Like, because I was on the same page, I was like, yeah, start. I remember, you I was like, yeah, yeah. she deserted me. I was like, start or whatever. But then like, I've been watching some of the like, the friendlies back. I've been watching um, the, the ones that she's, and she misses it's a lot of chances yeah. as well. Yeah. Agreed. Misses crazy good chances. Agreed. And because she hasn't got like the pace that she used to, mm. she tries to go too early now. And she goes offside a lot. So mm. many offsides. I feel like it's Lukaku playing forever and again. Like, it's like, offside queen. So many offsides. So I'm, I don't know. And I do feel like Russo, I'm not, in that Netherlands match, when Russo came on and Tune yeah, was she, on, and Russo for, the, well. for the 10 minutes, there was a 10 minute period that Hemp was still on. So yeah. at that point, it was Hemp, Mead, yeah. Tune, and Russo. And mm. I'm not gonna lie, that that is the four ideally that I would love. I wanted to see it at least once, yeah. Yeah, 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 mm. yeah, because they are all fluid footballers. Yeah. Like they can pretty much play anywhere. I think they've all spent some time playing in each of the four positions. So from mm -hmm. ten to strike, they've all played it at one point. Yeah. Even Tune started off the season playing false nine. Yeah. Um, and I think because of that, everyone was just moving. Mm. Netherlands at that point yeah. were really struggling to pick up players because they were thinking, I was just marking him. Why is he now on the right? Like, <laughs> what is what is going on? And Russo, like, as a physical being, yeah, she just knows how to use her body against defenders. Like, she mm. knows when to lean, when to yeah. shoulder faint, everything. 100%. Um, but sometimes, do you not think she looks a bit shy for England? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think she looks shy. shy. I think she looks shy still. The bit. thing what, is... What do you mean shy? Like, Because she's not... I'd say she's the third choice striker right now. Yeah. yeah, I think she just doesn't have that same confidence of like, when she plays for United, it's very much like, I'm one of the main yeah. people Yeah, here. I'm going to I'm gonna see um, the ball. Yeah. They're going to pass to me. Like, it's, not, not, it's not like they're purposely not passing to her. No. But I think no. she, and I also think, yeah, she sometimes, when she wants, at United, where she would shoot from, yeah. she's thinking, I would shoot here normally, but this person's also in a good position and they normally score. Let me pass it. So and I'm not saying that's thinking. Yeah, I'm not saying that's necessarily wrong, but sometimes, yeah, it plays against her or it counts against her, yeah, when they're looking at the numbers mm. and they're like, Yeah, she's got assists, but she she's not got the goals like to match. And then they're looking at Ellen White's numbers and it's like goals, 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 goals. Mm. It's kind of hard for like her to stay clean. Mm. But I personally would. It looked really fluid when she was mm. on. So, but I think it's just yeah. going back to Ellen White. I think it's just a problem of. I think what she brought before was goals, right? Like regardless, she yeah. she'd be in the positions, tap it in. But now, and that if she's scoring goals and the offsides don't matter, the missed chances don't matter. If you're scoring yeah. the goals, no problem. But if she doesn't do that, then mm. actually, what is she bringing different to just being that centre forward who okay, draws people out so that the wingers can come in because mm -hmm. Beth England can play that role. Russo yeah. can play that role. Facts. Other players can play that role. Yeah. And they're also not causing the offsides and, the, and as many missed chances. And they could mm. link up. Yeah, so um, that's that's where my head's at because I just think if, it depends on if she starts getting the goals from the offset. If she doesn't, then I think actually she's maybe more detrimental to the team than she is 
think so. A well. bonus. But, but she's going to score she, against Austria. It's, that's where it's peak. Yeah. It's all, but <laughs> she's going to score in the first game. It's then. also Ellen White. So I'm like, listen, if she's turning up scoring goals and just if she does her Ellen White at big tournaments. Yeah. Her usual. Uh, if she does that usual thing, then cool. I'm, I've got no nothing against her, and I think she could do amazingly. But I just think that if she's actually gonna cause more problems, then you might as well play her Beth England or Russo and, and try something Russo, different. Man. Would you both put Ellen White for your top goal scorer? No. For the competition? For competition. No. <laughs> what? No. Well, I think she'll be up there though. Yeah. I think if she starts scoring in the group, no offense, mm. by the way, but. When she if she collects a couple of goals against Northern Ireland, you, know you have to pick and yeah, choose the Hegelberg games. Yeah, but is playing against Northern Ireland. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, but uh, it's really sad for Northern Ireland to be honest. That they got, I agree, because Hegelberg is going to bag a lot of. But sometimes, yeah, Hegelberg just decides that she wants to be a playmaker. She doesn't really care. You know, sometimes she's not really fast. It's just because there's no doubt about her ability. Yeah. She's not got to score goals to prove, to to prove, prove that she's good. Yeah. So sometimes she's playing even, the game and she's like, maybe I'll just... Even in the Champions League final, she was just like... I'm chill, man. Chilling. I'm and chill. then I'm she's not, still back. Yeah, I'm, I'm like, still going to get a goal in it just for fun. You see, that's how I want to be in every aspect of my career. Yeah, <laughs> because yeah, yeah. It's like, like I, can it's still, light, I can still do yeah. it if you want me to, yeah. but I don't need to do it. Yeah. Sometimes she starts playing like a 10. That's even going to be another problem for England's midfield when she starts dropping in. Because then mm. you're like, what's she doing here? <laughs> you know what I mean? What is she doing like, Go here? away, man. Go away. <laughs> um, there's a couple of people that could be up there. And I always feel like there's always one surprise wildcard entry yeah, for yeah, top yeah, goals. Yeah. You know, like mm. a random one. Like, where did that come from? Mm. Um, which could be anybody. Yeah. Who, who would you say it could be a mother? I feel Miedema could, yeah. do, could do well. Um, I remember where a group is. I can, I'll read out the groups um, if you need me to. One, yeah. yeah. One thing with Miedema as well, like, when she's playing against a team that is not up to her level, she's on no mercy. She will clap five goals. Yeah? <laughs> you know, like, some people, they take 100%. a bit of mercy on the team. Nah, she... <laughs> she don't give a toss. She's going to she's gonna bag five, and by the time yeah. she's bagged five against one team... She won't even need to score. She won't even need to score that many more. She just... After that, she'll just be doing one every now and again, just to top it up. After, after that, she'll deep, like, okay, I scored five. Yeah, nice. let me, yeah, yeah, let me yeah, just be yeah. topping up. Yeah. Um, so, Group A is Austria, England, Northern Ireland, Norway, as mm-hmm. we know. Group B, Denmark, Finland, Germany, Spain. Group That's C, well, yeah. It's peak. It's peak. It's peak for Denmark. Group C, you say it's peak for Denmark. It is. You never know, but Group C, Netherlands, Portugal, Sweden, Switzerland. Group D, Belgium, France, Iceland, Italy. I'm thinking about that Netherlands group. Say it again, sorry. Portugal, Portugal, Sweden, Switzerland. She's going to clap goals against Portugal. They better even start crying now, to be honest. She is going to... She ain't going to be backing them again. It's not not Sweden that she's going to be backing them again. She has to stock up. You know you have to stock up some goals sometimes. It's like how Harry Kane was using North Macedonia and then, man. You have to stack goals sometimes. Switzerland as well, like... Yeah, Switzerland. NGL. Yeah, <laughs> they got the Avolti though. She's good. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. They got some good players. They got some good players. Don't get me wrong, but I'm like, Come me, me the market. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you do? Would you put her for your top goal scorer? I think she, she could be up there. Yeah, yeah, easily. It just depends on um how well they do in the rest of the competition as well. Yeah, and mm. it depends what sort of forward she wants to be. Yeah, because she's one. She's on top. She's on one vibe right She'll now. She'll do a Harry Kane like. She'll get top assists. I love that. Watch yeah, me yeah, get. Yeah, watch yeah, me yeah. get top assists in, and in t- the top assists, top goals. <laughs> she could. Possible. Yeah. It's, it's very possible. possible. Yeah. I'm um, so okay. Top goal scorer for England specifically then. Mm. Just depends on if. I want to see if any I'm of you. I'll say Mead. I'll say Mead. Beth Mead. I think yeah. Mead is well, mm. actually. 
It's so funny. But it could be white. It could be white and it could be hemp. Because the only reason I'm saying hemp, yeah, even though before this season, by the way, she hadn't she hadn't scored a goal for England. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, But she has the one thing, yeah, that defenders internationally hate and it's pace. Mm. They all Mm. just get Mm. like a lot of the defenders are not quick. So that's how she that is why she's such a threat because a lot of them are quick and she's very quick. Mm. So it could be her, who knows? Yeah. But she's selfless though. When you're selfless like that, you don't really bag as many goals. <laughs> I know about a lot about selfless players, but we won't be talking about men's football. I thought today. you were going to say, I'm not, I'm not laughing about being selfless. I was about to say, all right then. You do, you do. No, I'm joking. I'm, a, I'm, I'm I don't. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so it's okay. So Alex Scott has told us who she thinks her top goal scorer is going to be. So mm-hmm. I guess we're going to hear a little short clip from Alex Scott, who she thinks her top goal scorer of the competition or for England is going to be. I keep going between Mida Mart and Ellen White. I think Ellen White, because she's just proven she always delivers on the main stage. But Mida Mart, we know, all know she's sick. I'm going Ellen White. Going Ellen White, okay, no <laughs> yeah. problem. So Alex went for Ellen White in the end. Mm-hmm. Not a bad choice. After everything that you've said, it's still possible, but maybe not very... the most obvious choice, yeah? Well, I can see why people call it, um, but I think it's all just going to depend on how Ellen White starts the competition. Yeah, yeah. and how far England go, which is hopefully very far. Yeah, Ooh, yeah that's, that's a very important part. <laughs> yeah. So last question to the both of you. You don't have to say England. Right? It's just my personal opinion because I'm a neutral and it's coming home because I want to sing that. <laughs> I'll be fine or I really do. Um, who's going to win the Euros? Marva, I'll start with you. I would love it if it was England. Um, I think they've got a chance, but I feel like Sweden or Germany could go all the way. Interesting. Kind of good choice why still. Sweden and Germany? Sweden just won uh, the Olympics. Yeah. Um, they. Oh, sorry. They bought, they bought it. <laughs> <laughs> but they um, always, they've done well in, in the last few major tournaments. Yeah. Um, they've just got like a solid squad. Mm-hmm. Um, their group isn't too difficult to get out of. Um, yeah, I think they they could do it. And then Germany just always have, they've got that history and that legacy. Mm-hmm. Um, they've got quite a mix of, of young players um, mm-hmm. this time, but they they just have such a solid system um with and then like Oberdorf like they've just got some some great really players good. so yeah. um and I, I just feel like we haven't seen them yet so I think people are counting them out because at the Arnold Clark Cup they had like 10 players out of COVID or, or yeah. something like yeah. that so it's, it's hard to know how good they actually are mm-hmm. um so I think they could surprise some people and, and go all the way makes sense what about you Moya I think England could win it I really, I really do. I think yeah. they've got the capabilities to win it. It's just about if they can hold their nerve because the pressure's actually on. Yeah, it's on. A lot of them are trying to pass the pressure around right now. Before we, before we had the Netherlands match, so England versus Netherlands, they were saying Netherlands were the favourites for the Euros, and then the match finished, and then their manager was like, after this match, I think England are the favourites. Mm-hmm. He, th- th- no one really wants the pressure of being the favourites. And I think Serena's doing a good job of like managing that mm-hmm. right now. She said, yeah, yeah we may be the favourite. We may be a favourite, but there's loads of other favourites in the competition. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I think I agree with Marvel about Sweden, um, but I think they've got some suspectness about them. There's something about them, yeah, that how they bottled it at the Olympics... <laughs> They've got that in them. There's penalties in the end. Yeah. yeah and there's yeah, penalties yeah, yeah, yeah. that they were very much ahead 
in yeah, yeah, and yeah, the match yeah, have gone to penalties first yeah, of all yeah, yeah. match have gone to Ooh. penalties they were ahead in those penalties they, I'm pretty sure they had two extra kicks that was like if they scored one of the yeah, two yeah, yeah, they've yeah, won yeah, they've won but um, Germany was a really good choice Germany was the one that I was going to say I think not only do they have the mix of like youth and experience yeah but they've got the good mix of technical and athletic ability mm. I think some of the teams in the Euros right now have one or the other like Spain, I think, have the technical. Yeah. They don't really have the athletic. Um, people arguably say that England have the athletic and they don't necessarily have the technical of Spain, yeah, yeah, for example. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like Germany strikes a good balance between the two. Uh, and I also think because their league has been so competitive this season, yeah. it definitely adds. I feel like when you've had a competitive league season mm. where players have been used to like each match, each point being mm. important, um, I think it sets you in good stead for for like a major tournament, and obviously France is my team, so I put them as wild cards. <laughs> I put them as wild cards. Um, I don't necessarily think they're ready to win the Euros, but yeah. um, I think they'd be one to look at because they've got game changers in the forward line, in the midfield, and in defence. So mm. that's why I think they need to be taken a bit more seriously. Like they've mm. got people that can definitely change a game. Um, but yeah, we'll see. Depends how the draw falls, I think. But one of those four, oh. including England. Yeah, this is sounding a little bit spicy. It's honestly, there are so many teams that can oh. win it. Yeah. Like, there are about six teams that if they won it, I'd be like, mm, yeah. yeah. Yeah, makes sense. Because we didn't even name Spain. Deep it. We didn't, yeah, yeah, we didn't yeah. say Spain. I was thinking, because I, th- I know about the mighty Barcelona. Like, I, I watched Barcelona yeah. clap mighty in, a, in yeah. a Champions League final. With it, so that even is the perfect example, that Champions League game. Because the only thing I'm, the only reason I'm not putting Spain there yet is because the two of the four main problems that Chelsea faced in that match here were from the left and right wing. Mm. And those left and right wings yeah. don't play for Spain. Yeah. Fair. They yeah. don't play for Spain. So. Fair. And that is what they're missing. And they and play for Sweden and Norway. Yeah, that's so. the thing. So who knows, man? Shit. <laughs> who, who knows? And those clubs are established. Like those those teams have been playing together for a while. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll be we'll see. Um all everyone that Moyo and Shai spoke to from BBC, they all had their own um predictions as to who they wanted to win. Don't be surprised that the majority did say England. Of course. <laughs> of course, it is a home match. Um, Laura George went with France, of course, as yeah. expected. <laughs> um, here's what each and every one of them had to say about the winners of the Euros 2022. What do you think, or who do you think is going to win the Euros? That's number one. Mm-hmm. Are you allowed to say that? Yeah. Go for it. <laughs> England. England, England. All right. I want to look, the book is favourite Spain. Yeah. And I think they've got an incredibly talented team. It's basically, you know, the, the spine of it is Barcelona. Um, and they've got Alexia Pateas, they've got Jenny Hermoso, they've got incredible players. But I love what Serena Wiegmann has done with this England team. I love the mentality of this team. I think, you know, player for player, we're as, as good as anyone. Yeah. I think in key positions, we've got some major talent. Yeah. Um, and with that home Euros, I think that brings think it, invites its own pressure. But I think people step up to the pressure. I think actually having eyes on these players throughout the last season yeah. and them getting used to that Hi, level guys. of pressure, I think is, puts them in a really good place going into a tournament because they're not going to be phased by yeah. any negativity or any kind of comments or anything like that. They'll be buoyed by the overwhelming, oh, positive, you know, positive 
feeling that I'm sure there will be from this tournament. So, yeah, England. Who do you think is going to win the US? England. Look, I don't even have to think about that. I'm England all the way. I think they've got everything, the tools, the players, the talent, that they will hopefully be there at Wembley lifting that trophy. You heard it here first. Laura said that they win the Euros. Let's see. I hope <laughs> they win. So and we're back. Ladies, I think this has been really... It's been really nice. I feel like I've learned so much today. I'm so, by the way, thank you for allowing me to sit here with you guys. No, I didn't know if I'd be allowed to, you know. Thank you for allowing us to sit in our usual positions in the middle. Listen, I said I've got to move. I said I'm going to sit on the side, <laughs> honestly. But it's been really fun. And I hope as much as I've, I've learned a lot from mm -hmm. this talk. Anyone who's watching, who's going to be watching women's football or the women's Euros for the first time, I hope you've learned a lot as well. And yeah, throughout the Euros, these two lovely ladies will be heading up all the women's content that you need. Yeah. I will be watching from the side. And I swear to you, by the end of the Euros, yeah, I will know my yeah, shit. No. Yeah. I will <laughs> know my shit. And then I'm going to come sit here. This is going to be my spot. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be my spot, dude. But... Yeah, thank you guys. Make sure you follow us, yeah. Gold Diggers UK, Gold Diggers UK underscore on Instagram and on YouTube, Gold Diggers UK as per. Yeah. But yeah, see you guys later. Don't be surprised if I ask what a bag is. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.